welcome to WISMED On Call, a podcast from the Wisconsin Medical Society that looks at some of the top issues affecting patients and the practice of medicine in Wisconsin. I'm your host, Peter Welch, and with me once again is Rufus Sweeney. Hey, Rufus. Hey, Peter. Rufus is a third-year medical student at the UW here. He's working with them to create a course on financial literacy. We've had... Uh, eight podcasts so far, short podcasts about a range of subjects. Do check them out. This podcast series is sponsored by WISMED Assure, the insurance and financial services arm of the Medical Society. Go to them for all your professional liability, life, and disability needs, which is what we're talking about today. We're talking about insurance. Yes, it's so So sexy. It's so sexy. Can you feel it? I can, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, So let's jump in. We talked last time about how uh, how having that personal um, emergency fund is kind of like your own little insurance policy that you can draw down from in the case of emergencies. But that's not what we're talking about today. Tell me about sort of what are the big kinds of insurance that a resident and a physician has to think about. Yeah, so good point. So the emergency fund is sort of your own little insurance program. Um, it does tie in neatly with the insurance that we'll talk about, but we'll, we'll, we'll like discuss that a little bit further on down the road. The first and most important thing is which type of insurance do you need, right? Deciding and sort of um, running through your mind like a, a flow chart that will, an algorithm that will tell you which ones you need. So the first thing you need to ask yourself is do you need life insurance? Um, the only type of life insurance you need as a resident, um, so there, there are two different types, broadly speaking, there's term life insurance and permanent. The only type that you need to be focused on as a resident is uh, term life insurance. What's the difference between the two? So with term life insurance, you're just, um, you just have a uh, death benefit. So once you die, um, you are awarded some sort of cash value that's given to your heirs. Um, it's very simple. It's, it's for a certain term. As long as you pay your monthly payment, you're eligible to receive that cash value once if you last off early like we talked about (laughs) the second is uh permanent and it's sort of a similar concept except for that it has a death benefit in addition to an investment uh benefit um the investment is usually sold it costs um as as insurance goes like the difference between your premiums is usually 10x difference right Mm. so with permanent, you're paying a lot higher premium, and you have this this investment portion built in. But normally, it's just not a very good investment. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, what most uh, personal finance gurus, like the white coat investor, say is, honestly, almost nobody needs permanent life insurance. It's whole life insurance, universal, mm-hmm. um, those types of of products. Um, so, as a resident, when you're considering buying term insurance and it has you know, a death benefit built into it, you have to ask yourself, who relies on my income? Um, who, who, if I were to you know, die tomorrow, who would suffer as a result? And if the answer is nobody, then great. You don't need term <laughs> life insurance. Uh, if the answer is somebody, <laughs> anybody, anybody, then term life insurance is a good idea. So um, the, the next question is how much, right? Mm-hmm. And that depends on a lot of things, but uh, I think between 500,000 and a million is usually um, good as a starting point. Uh, Two million is great. Um, 
but that can get kind of expensive, more expensive. So the, these are policies, you know, at a very basic level, you get that lump sum from from the policy holder or whatever um, to cover multiple years of your income. Because somebody might be saying, you know, I, I make this much, why don't I just need it for that much? Why do I need this enormous number? And it's because you're thinking about that long-term transition, those people who, who need you. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are like, $500,000 seems like a ton of money to leave somebody. But uh, it's surprising how quickly that disappears, it vanishes, right? And just the, the normal milieu of your life. And um, we don't even realize how, how much we're spending and how much, how much income we need to replace. But yeah. So there's life insurance and then disability. Talk to us about disability. <clears throat> right. So disability is um, a similar concept, except for instead of <clears throat> kicking in when you die, it kicks in when you are disabled. Um, there is obviously a lot more nuance to disability insurance than there is to life insurance. Death is a pretty binary thing. You're alive or you're not. <laughs> disability is a whole different matter, right? You, you, somebody may be defined as disabled to one person, whereas somebody else may view, view that person as not disabled. So what you want to do is, um, when you're considering disability insurance, you want to think about the, a similar idea of um, like who relies on my income, right? But you also want to ask yourself, um, how would this affect me personally? Because you're still going to be alive. You're still going to need to pay the bills. Um, how much do I need in order to to make it, in order to get by until I become able again? Um, and that's a really hard, it's a really hard question, right? It's a really hard thing to ask. Um, and it's a hard thing to answer. So I think um, when you're considering disability insurance, um, especially as a resident, it's, um, it's critical that you think about a couple of things. The... The first question is um, what I already mentioned. What will it take to pay my expenses if I'm disabled? And the second is um, at this point in my life, right? At this young, I mean, if you're going through medical school and you're a normal age or a resident, you're young and you're healthy. At this point in my life, what will set me up for the most success in the future? And so, um, one of the one of the things that people, I think, neglect to think about with disability insurance is that there are options um, to buy more of it later down, on down the road when you, when you have a higher income, to replace that higher income. Um, insurance, disability insurance companies um, often have what's called a rider, which is sort of a, a benefit that's built into the, the contract that they make with their um, with their insured person that allows that person to buy more insurance without any of the pesky questions about health mm, and mm -hmm. risk and things like that. And so um, as, a, as a resident, when you're thinking about that, think about the sorts of things that can happen during medical school that may influence your disability insurance application down the road and whether that may increase or decrease, usually increase the price uh, of your premium. Things like things that are as benign as pregnancy or as anxiety, right, during mm -hmm. residency, things like that, that that insurance companies don't look on favorably, but that are sort of normal parts of life, right? Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> so um, it can often be a really good investment to go ahead and get disability insurance with the intention of increasing down the road without any of those pesky questions, hmm. right? 
That seems like a good strategy. We, we talk about you know, uh, life and disability policies from looking at our physician population in the state uh, and the significant issue of physician burnout and the stressors that they feel. And a lot of those stressors get wrapped up into this, you know, how am I, am I producing enough in my workplace to make enough money to support the lifestyle? And if you've, as we've talked in previous podcasts, if you've risen your standard of living up to right within a hair's breadth of your salary, then you've created an anxiety situation where you, you know, you are uh, always needing to continue to maintain that salary, even if the stress level is killing you. Right. And so when we look at a disability policy is saying, well, what are you really stressed about? You're stressed that you can't maintain that quality of life. You're stressed that you can't maintain uh, those loan payments. So looking at a disability policy really as, a, as part of a remedy to help that anxiety, to, to keep that little thing in your back pocket that, hey, if, if something goes wrong, this world that I built around myself and my family will be preserved. I think it's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah, that's that's great. See, this is a very interesting subject of <laughs> disability. <laughs> Not as unsexy as we thought. But it's incredibly important. You know, and it, yeah, and, no, and I, I appreciate that. What are some of the other things to consider? What's an umbrella policy? So an umbrella policy is, um, I think, everyone should get it no matter what. It's so cheap. It's so <laughs> it's so cheap. Uh, it's, it's, it's a kind of a no-brainer. It's, it's, I think... I don't know. I I think last I checked, it's like ten bucks a month. Uh, what is it, you, and what does it cover? Protects yeah. you. So, so it protects you from anything that you might be at fault for outside of your of the practice of medicine. Um, so that would be malpractice, right? That's that's sort of your umbrella policy within work. Outside mm-hmm. of work is where that really shines. So if you have, for, for example, a trampoline in your backyard, mm-hmm. and uh, a neighborhood kid comes over, and Unfortunately, something happens to him, you know, something, something were to happen to, to the kid, breaks a leg or something, and um, they sue you for the, that medical expense. That covers you in the case that you need to pay for his medical bills, right? And so, uh, for me, it, it's like, what, what a, like, if I could pay $10 to free myself from liability in almost every part of my life, <laughs> you know, that's, that's worth it, man. I'll take that any day of the week. So that's, that's basically what... That Where is. should people go if they want to learn more about their options and how to sort of navigate all the different... There's going to be a lot of people trying to sell right. them stuff. Right. How do you know... I mean, how do you protect yourself from bad actors? Yeah. This is one of the most uh, fraught places in all of personal finance, in, in like in terms of just, just getting sold to and not getting a product that works for you. A very aggressive world of selling. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I think... One really important place is the the medical society uh, in your state. So Wisconsin Medical Society uh, employs people specifically to help them navigate insurance. Um, I know Kathy Mueller is still here. She's going to retire soon. There's another agent, uh, independent agent, that works here. Mm -hmm. Um, And no matter who's listening, no matter where they live, um, usually their society, um, I mean... uh, I actually don't know this for sure. Most of them, most of most medical societies around the U.S. have relationships. Yeah. Maybe they're not as closely tied as we are here at the medical society, uh-huh. um, but most most do uh, have these strong relationships with some sort of medical liability or life and disability okay. carrier. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think no matter where you live, uh, most medical societies either have in-house people to help or have good relationships with independent uh, agents that can help them find insurance. Um, 
Alternatively, if that isn't an option for you, White Coat Investor does have a network who um, of independent agents that, that you can work with. Um, the key is independent agents, right? <laughs> if you have, if if in their signature there's a company affiliated with them, it's probably not a good idea because you're not getting all of the available options, mm-hmm. right? And so um, there are five, I think five companies right now in this space that are in, well, disability insurance specifically, um, who are the most trustworthy, right? They give you a good definition of, of disability, which means that it's very clearly defined. Um, and they're um, competitive enough where they're going to give you a, a rate that works for you. Well, thanks, Rufus, uh, for this very interesting conversation about life and disability. Uh, if you like what you heard, please visit our website at www.wismed.org and look for future episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. <laughs>